0: going on guys to the Drillman's Driving Club podcast? This week Brody and Billy are back, and we also have Devin on the podcast today. How are you guys doing? Doing good, doing good. How are you, Sean? Doing well, doing well. It's been a few weeks since we have both of you guys on, so I'm definitely happy to see both of y'all. Yeah. Good to be back, Billy. we busy,
1: so uh, yeah, back to it, back
0: to the weekly podcast. There we go, there we go. Um, so what's the, any update on the cars? Anything new going on with you guys? What do you got?
2: I am gonna attempt to spray paint the
0: Porsche wheels this weekend. Okay, okay. Traditional yeah, you spray paint or uh, plasti dip or what you doing?
2: I'm gonna go straight and spray paint. I don't like the plastic dip; just peels off too easily if you don't get like 50 coats on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, okay. Brody, like- anything new for you?
1: Uh, FJ is sat in the garage, but the Raptor did go off-roading. So basically we took a 95-inch wide Ford Raptor <laughs> up some real nice and tight forest trails here in Colorado. So uh, nice. that video is going to be coming out very soon. Uh, didn't do too bad. The only issue we had is we did slash one sidewall. Uh, right. So with the loss of one tire, that was all we had. So still did great. Good thing you have five spares. <laughs> <laughs> there
3: you go.
0: There you go. And we've got Devin on today. Uh, Devin is red. Red Stang underscore 3.7 on Instagram. Devin, how you doing today? Yeah. Good. How are you? Doing well. How's the Mustang doing?
3: doing? good. i good.
0: Any new modifications good. recently?
3: I'm um, trying to think. I think I did something. Weird. No, I don't think so. Just the Euros, putting Euros on there.
0: Okay. Okay, so for those of you guys who don't know who Devin is, uh, Devin has been one of our most loyal GDC drivers for the longest time. He's also a picture that you had taken of you in your car, uh, with the legacy T, was actually one of our our most popular uh picture ads ever. So, thank you, Devin, for the great picture. <laughs> um, and you know, he's he's continued to show support to the brand, so we definitely want to. Get back to him so you guys go follow him on Instagram.
3: Um, have you been watching the podcast, Devin? Yeah, I've been watching, the, I watched the last one and then the one with uh, Giro okay. Champ.
0: Very cool, very cool. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Devin. Well, uh, just
3: another V6 Mustang, <laughs> V6
2: Mustang. Yeah.
3: Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, the
0: first thing we got on the agenda today is the Hyundai Velocitor. What do you guys think about this vehicle? I kind of i sent you guys the article on this. I'm going to try to screen share it for you guys as well. But this thing has been, let's see. Can you guys see my screen share or no?
1: No. All you did was just kind <clears> of <throat> enlarge your screen.
0: Okay. Oh, there it is. Well, the audience should be able to see it, but uh, I've got it pulled up. The Hyundai turns the Veloster into crazy off-roader with the Grappler concept. So, when I first saw this vehicle, I was like, "Man, you know, that's not really the vehicle for me," but it looks pretty sick. What did you guys think? Oh,
2: I think it's awesome. I I'm a huge fan of turning these little cars into these off-road beasts. It's it's very comical to me. I think it's. It would be hilarious to see that on a trail behind a Jeep or an FJ mobbing through all these mountains and hills and whatnot, keeping up with them.
0: Yeah. Brody, what were you talking about? I can't see it over here. What's that?
3: I can't see it over here. You have to describe. I haven't heard of it.
0: Yeah, so they're calling, they're calling this thing uh, the Veloster Grappler concept. You can pull that up on your phone or pull it up on your laptop or whatever you're on. That thing is, it, it's basically a rally, it's kind of like a rally car. Uh, Which in addition, it is going to be a
1: 2019 SEMA car, so. That is is—that is correct. Are you going to SEMA this year, Brady? I am not going this year. Yeah. So, um, company we went last year, we are kind of on a different kind of schedule right now, so I'm not sure if we're going at all. Um, more than likely maybe going next year again, unless I can get our shop going up a little more better. So yeah. um, if that does take off, then we'll all go.
0: <laughs> okay, very cool. Yeah, absolutely. But it will be at SEMA 2019 in Las Vegas. Um, and, it, you know, it's it's decked out with all the light bars, you know, um, the rally lights, the cage, all that good stuff. And definitely the tires to, to uh, make it worthy. It looks like they... They definitely have some kind of fender flares going on with it as well to make sure that those fat tires are able to come under it. Um,
1: which I like. I think it's a really cool little concept um, for me personally. I don't see it as a SEMA build, but, um, you know, there's there. there's these shops that can build these custom crazy kits going on. I mean, we had the Mini Cooper Raleigh kind of race car in here for a while uh, with the intention of building that and doing like a little Baja race truck. Uh-huh. Um, which I bought the Raptor, so um, – there's a lot of crazy builds out there, which, like Billy said, I do enjoy the atypical um, off-road rally kind of setups, or as some of the people who don't care about the sport, let's say, like, you know, apocalypse builds or anything like that. Sure,
0: Absolutely. Um, the next bit of news I wanted to go over is we were talking about it um, a few weeks ago about the 2020 Corvette and getting numbers on it we didn't really have the numbers we had the looks of the vehicle we had you know the exhaust we had videos and stuff like that but we didn't have any solid numbers and now we're getting worried that it's going to be able to go zero to 60 in 2.8 seconds um and then equally as impressive, it covered the quarter mile in just 11.2 seconds at 122 miles per hour bone stock
2: that's that's cooking that's moving
0: I mean, at, at, you know, zero to 60, 2.8 seconds, that's definitely up there with basically any other performance production car quarter mile and 11.2 seconds. I'm not super impressed with that, but it being stock, you know, once it gets tuned, once it has headers, that kind of thing, some weight reduction, I think you can knock that quarter mile time way down, but for 60 grand, that's not bad. No.
2: Yeah. That's that's keeping up with Tesla numbers for the zero to sixty
0: times. What what do yeah. you what are you thinking on that, Devin? Bro. I
3: think that's, that's I like that zero to sixty time right there. That's that's it's going pretty good.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's a time that's respectful like you said, the key phrase that you mentioned in the whole entire sentence was stop. So this is a car that – Um, You're basically getting that is already putting down impressive times. That it it seems like the manufacturers kind of game these days, where they basically put these cars out that are are turnkey, um, you know, turnkey performance cars. But they're like just do it. You know, it's kind of giving you that um, that desire to want the next step, like the Supra. Okay, the Supra came out, and you know, people were kind of like, okay, it's a little bit disappointing except they built it so that it can accept more power, accept a lot of modifications, exhausts, like that to boost those numbers, to increase those 0-60 times and those quarter miles. So, really cool platform. I'm excited to see them.
0: Absolutely, and like you said, you know, they're coming from the factory more uh, complete, as we say, performance-wise and look-wise. We saw the Mazda we talked about a few weeks ago, then you've got stuff like this Hyundai we just talked about, and then obviously you've got the Corvette, 0-60 to in 2.8 seconds, but Obviously, for car guys like us, that's never going to be enough. You know, you're going to have Street Street 717. You're going to have all these guys on YouTube doing all kinds of crazy modifications to it. Um, I'll be surprised to see what kind of numbers people can put down. I'm just thinking, like, seeing what others have done in the past with the C7 as far as, you know, headers, intake, uh, tune, even E85 conversion. Like, how how much faster can this car get? You know, what, what, what are we talking yeah. about here? Zero to 60 in 2.4 seconds? you think they could shave that much off? You know what I mean? It's kind of like, how low can you really go?
1: <laughs> and I agree. I mean, you're talking about a Corvette platform with, with the, uh, you know, the rear engine design. Or the mid, what do you call it? Mid-engine? mid-engine? So mid-engine design, we're basically talking about know, a weight ratio that's ideal for, um, you know, putting down impressive times and all that stuff. So you're basically to like, keep traction on all four wheels. Um, yeah, I mean, really, if you can put the power down, you can keep it on the ground. This guy's
0: winning the from there. Yep. And these, yeah. you know, I, I watch a lot of 1320 video or I did in the past, and you always see that the vets usually end up on top, like some way or another. Like the vets usually, even if they're, you know, 200 horsepower or less, a lot of times they get to end up on top. And I think that's how this vehicle is going to be, too, when you see it going up against McLaren's and you see it going up against Lamborghinis and. And, you know, those supercars, I think it's really going to stand a, a solid chance.
1: Well, like you just said, the big thing with the Corvette um, is that even though it really is kind of, I forget, it, it's, it's more of a hypercar, not hypercar, but more of a supercar platform than any other really car um, on the American market. Because, I mean, Mustangs, Camaros, Challengers, all that stuff, yeah, but they're really like a more muscle car platform. They're not very aerodynamic. Whereas the Corvette with every year, it doesn't even really matter what you're talking about. um, It's an aerodynamic car that is very comparable in appearance to some of these supercars, which I know I'll get hate for that because I know people will be like, Oh, my McLaren looks like nothing else. (laughs) But realistically, we're talking about a car They're They're similar, similar. That's all I got to say.
2: Yeah. It's, it's awesome to see that we're actually getting some American made supercars out there like the GT 40, uh, Corvette coming out the C8. It it's cool to see actual American made cars. Right, Absolutely. keeping up with all that the Germans and all those fancy million dollar uh, research and development teams and all that racing uh, heritage
0: behind everything. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Devin, any thoughts on that before we move on to the next topic?
3: you kind of took it. A- it's like they're comparing it to the supercar. We're starting to get these American cars going up towards it. So definitely the GT and the uh, C8 will be going at it. If they keep going with like the Chevy and Ford rivalry, rivalry then we'll get those up to like hypercar levels in the future. Right, right. And uh, it... go ahead.
1: Real quick, just to piggyback off of that, kind of like another question. I want to see what you guys think. Do you guys consider the C8 Corvette and the 4 GT in the same that class? Really or is the 4G GT on a different pedestal?
0: I, yes. I think that you're going to, as this generation of Corvette kind of matures, I think time will tell. And um, you're going to have to kind of uh, look at it and really debate it you know, because it does, to be honest, it does look a lot like a Ford GT. It does look a lot like a supercar. And as we get people who get their hands on these vehicles and we start seeing some more lap times and performance times, we're going to have to ask that question.
2: I think the numbers on uh, the paper definitely make it seem like it's on the same level as the GT40.
0: Yeah, and, and when you think about it, Corvette has always been, you know, I would say comparable to that to that Ford GT uh, oh, level because yeah. you know Ford got their Mustang, Chevy's got the Camaro. Those are the two brothers. Corvettes are not competing with Mustang. I mean, to some degree, you know, but um, it's always been a Camaro versus Mustang type of thing. And Corvette's always kind of been that 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 big brother who's like, yeah, well, I'm better than both of you.
1: But, but real quick, let's throw an addition. Dodge Viper, even though they're not in production right now, Dodge Viper I feel like is more comparable to the Corvette than the GT. Okay,
3: okay.
1: I, I agree. Uh, except the ACR, except yeah. the ACR, I think that's on a different pedestal. I
0: saw that ACR today, actually.
3: At, oh, really? At a, yeah. At a
0: Dodge dealer, it was in a, uh, it was in a trailer. They had it in a trailer. They were about to pull it out.
1: <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> yep,
0: yep. Which um, kind of brings me to a later topic um i guess we can go over it now uh so the audi needs about four thousand dollars worth of work
1: (laughs) whoa 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 whoa, whoa. what What happened
0: (laughs) so really i mean it's like a thousand dollars in parts but three grand in labor you know how they screw you labor but give me i'm gonna grab the list give me a sec
1: okay Oh, let's
0: see. Yeah, so I got, it took him a week to actually like diagnose the thing and figure out everything that was wrong with it. And then,
3: let's see.
0: Okay. So the valve cover gasket needs replaced. Okay. The timing cover gasket needs replaced. Okay. Water pump needs replaced. Okay. And the turbocharger oil lines need replaced.
2: Sean, you know, okay. you know it's cheaper than $3,000 of labor at Audi?
0: Taking it to Brody Billy.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: coming up here or having us come down there. All I gotta say is, Sean, that's easy. That's a lot of money for. There's that is a very simple procedure. They're I mean, screwing you. I'm, that, <laughs> unbelievable. I'm sorry on the or the three thousand dollars of labor. Yeah, but I mean, for example, that's a four cylinder, correct? Yeah. I've pulled apart four cylinder BMWs. Yeah, gotten down to the point pulling the complete. I've pulled the entire motor out okay. in less than six hours, okay? Which, that was, that was the first time I've ever done it. all right? Um, realistically, Sean, that's maybe, what, what do you think, three hours of labor max to actually pull everything apart, get the new gaskets in, and then reassemble. I would say maybe six hours in case. you got to give
2: some leeway to
1: You always yeah. run into problems. But <laughs> this thing, realistically, if you were to look elsewhere for a, another quote, Right. I would probably go that route because yeah. that's that's steep. That's very steep. I know Audi's are expensive and all, but, but motor,
2: gaskets aren't that
1: hard. Yeah, and a motor is a motor for the again, people are gonna hate me on that one. But <laughs> for a four-cylinder motor, they're base, they're very similar. Yeah. In all honesty, it's hard to change a Subaru um valve gaskets and all that kind of stuff <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> compared to the Audi's.
0: Okay. Well, you trying to fly down to Houston or what?
1: I think. I'm going to
0: have to take a trip. Well, we could talk about that a little bit after the show. But, yeah, so that that thing's got some problems. Um, I'm going to figure that that out on Monday. Um, Sounds good. But the next bit of news, the Aston Martin DBS customized by Daniel Craig makes 2019 Neiman Marcus catalog. This thing looks beautiful. Did I did I send this to you?
1: Yeah, we saw it.
2: It looks yeah. real nice. It, it's well, the super la, how do you pronounce that? Super Laga? Superlegra?
0: This thing. Yeah, is.
2: it's it's sweet. Did did you see the the price point
1: on it? Yeah,
0: seven hundred thousand and seven dollars. And they did the- that's
1: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> super that's hilarious. The super lagera. Right. Yes.
2: It it comes with a watch and movie
1: tickets. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) So so you get yourself your uh, shoot. What kind of that? You get yourself an Omega watch, which is what James Bond always wears. Is Omega, and then you get the movie tickets to the new movie, which they really haven't been talking a lot about. I saw the trailer, and yeah, I actually didn't know it was coming out. The trailer was terrible. Really? Yeah, it was awful. Uh, I'm obviously still going to watch the movie, and I pray that it's good, but trailer was just terrible but anyway so for seven hundred thousand dollars you get the omega watch you get the car and movie tickets to the new movie but it comes equipped with a 715 horsepower twin turbocharged 5.2 liter v12 engine
2: that's that's crazy
1: that's absurd
0: if you guys got the money are you are you dropping it on
1: this whip or what so, I'm Ooh. definitely willing to spend 700000 on going to a movie. And come, it, comes, it comes free. You get a free car. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Win-win, man. I do that every weekend. But I don't get a free yeah. car. I mean.
0: Uh-oh. Damn me. <laughs> So, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty badass. Can you guys hear me?
1: Yeah, we
0: hear you. Okay. Um, I'm a huge James Bond fan, as you guys know. But we're not dropping $700,000.
2: <laughs> do, do you know what daniel craig ha- deal he has with ashton martin no so he can go into any ashton martin and pick out a car he wants because he gets free ashton martin cars
0: for life because he's james bond that's what's up, that's what's up. <laughs> um i'm hoping i'm hoping this movie's good you know um in the past, Daniel Craig had said he'd rather slit his wrist than do another Bond movie, but I'm assuming that they gave him a fat check because he's
3: doing... <laughs> <laughs> <And> he talked.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I thought that was super interesting. Um, if you guys haven't checked out the Gerald Champ interview uh, from last week, definitely go check it out on YouTube. We'll leave that link in the description. Um, also, if you guys are fans of his, we have his merch on Gentlemen'sDrivingClub.com. We also just added backpacks socks all kinds of fun stuff to the website uh, so definitely go ahead and check that out the patreon group is growing slowly but surely uh, it's growing and i'm super excited about that we'll leave that link in the description but basically that's where we kind of continue the podcast continue to talk uh help each other out with builds uh, trade parts vehicles that kind of stuff and whatnot really cool community there so definitely check that out um what is going on in the Springs, guys? Because down here in Houston, it's all baseball right now. The Astros are kicking the Yankees' butt, and
1: uh, we're loving it. All we got here is a really crappy football team, and people are looking forward to hockey getting going and the Avalanche taking off. So that's about it, sport-wise. <laughs> um, other than that, it's starting to get chilly. It snowed last week, so we got a little couple inches with super, that one. Super icy, super oh. icy. It was. Um, lots of accidents. Lots of accidents. Raptor did just fine. Porsche, not so much. Ooh. But there was a
2: summer tire uh, meetup down in one of the ditches off of
1: I twenty five. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so other than that, um, you know, trying to continue to modify the cars, make them better than they were before. And Billy and I are getting it's going to sound very nerdy—we're getting—we're starting—we're starting <laughs> to starting, like these Traxxas RC cars Ooh, a lot. Right. So. Um, geeking out. Put about them on the channel, It's
3: it,
1: it's hey, it's fun because you can race these damn things on the road and all stuff. But it's a lot cheaper to fix them when you blow a motor than when you blow it's a motor. motor. Yeah.
0: Well,
2: I was sending mine 20 feet up in the air hey. and landing on the freaking roof, and to just turn it right back over and hey, get Billy, going. is
0: that is that Porsche all wheel drive? Oh, yes, okay. it is.
2: And it has locking diffs. Very cool. Very cool. Which I gotta figure out. that they, they word stuff differently in the Porsche, so I gotta do some research yeah. on. Them. So if anybody owns a Porsche Cayenne and knows about their all the drive system, let me know.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, short podcast today. I just kinda wanted to get get on here, get some content going, um, get Brody and Billy back on here. Talk to Devin for a minute and, um, you know, go over the news of what we've heard this week and kind of give everybody updates on the Audi, give everybody updates on all the vehicles. Um, Any other topics you guys would like to talk about before we hop on out of here?
2: What do you got, Nathan? I'm still still flirting with the idea to make the Porsche off-road capability. Maybe not going too crazy like Brody does, Uh but... Maybe just a little weekend warrior up to a camping spot type off-road build.
0: Okay, okay. i say go all out, man.
2: Okay, I go all out. It's a lot more expensive to buy Porsche parts than
1: Ford parts or Toyota parts. (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) And I have been toying around with the idea of possibly doing another daily or something that is – you know, car because the last thing the last car I had was the uh, the FRS until I sold that one. So, yeah. um, I've been toying around with ideas of like you know the Ford Focus RSs and all that stuff, yeah. but um, I don't know exactly. I don't know if what I like to do. It's nice driving the Raptor around just because it's so big. The FJ, you know, keep a few miles off of that guy there. Sure. Um, but it, like Billy's talked about with the Porsche, the uh, the Raptor drinks that gas oh, God. with a thirty-six uh, gallon right. tank. It costs it on ninety one. It'll cost me about a hundred and fifty dollars to fill that thing up, and it'll last about it'll last a week. Maybe. Wow! <laughs> so
2: I have to fill up every four days, and mine is ninety one, and that's sixty five dollars.
0: Right. Well, we're we got ninety three down here in Texas, and
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, our stupid premium sucks. <laughs> our our, our ninety one is actually like eighty nine. Yeah,
0: but. <laughs> Devin, you have any other projects going on right now you want to talk about?
3: Oh, no. Just uh, the Interceptor. I'm trying to find some stuff to do with that. Okay. It's so hard. Make performance parts for it. Everything is OEM cop car parts. and can Do some lights and stuff on it, but I don't want to start pushing that. Uh, yeah. You know, impersonating a preacher. Button there, so right
0: yeah. Well, shoot that could be
3: fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, 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 the bottom light, I love seeing those those bottom uh running board lights that's just stake or those you'd be like a turn segment with those that'd be awesome. Oh <laughs>
0: Man down. <laughs> What about you Sean? What else you got going Dude, on? I'm Trying to get this car straight And uh, we've got Omar from Hyperdrive Hopefully going to be on the podcast We'll be on the podcast next week That's going to be big um, That's going to be very close circuit uh, No other guests We're just going to have Omar and us three uh, We'll have everything structured Questions and everything like that and we'll do it. Uh, we'll do it like a real, very structured interview, and uh, that should be good. He was on Hyperdrive. He is um, very involved. I'm not sure if it's his company, but he's very involved with Ultimate Road Rally and things of that nature. So I'm pretty excited to have him on as a guest, and um, kind of go from there.
1: Awesome. Very cool. Looking forward awesome. to
0: it. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on for a few minutes, chatting it up. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and hop off out of here, and um, I will catch you guys
3: later. All right, awesome! Thanks, Sean. Thanks. Have a good one. Thank you.